Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on what time it is. And today we are going to start Chapter 36 of Mackey's Revised History of Freemasonry, The Rosicrucianism of the High Degrees. The history of the High Degrees of Freemasonry begins with the inventions of the time of the Chevalier Michael Ramsey. But the efforts of such ritual makers had nothing in them of a Rosicrucian character. They were intended to support a theory that Freemasonry began in the Crusades and that the first Freemasons were Templars. Such degrees were therefore not so much philosophic as chivalric or knightly. The right manufacturers who succeeded followed for the most part in their leaders' footsteps, and the degrees that were later on invented partook of the military nature, so that the title of Chevalier or Knight, unknown to the early Freemasons, became in time common to the names of most of the new degrees. Thus we find in old and disused rites, as well as in those still existing, such titles as Knight of the Sword, Knight of the Eagle, Knight of the Brazen Serpent, and so many more that Ragon, in his nomenclature, lists no less than 292 degrees of Masonic knighthood without exhausting the catalog. But it was not far into the 18th century before the element of Hermetic philosophy began to enter still newer degrees. Among the first to whom we are to ascribe the responsibility of this novel infusion was a Frenchman named Antoine Joseph Pernalty, who was born in 1716 and died in 1800. He passed, therefore, the most active portion of his life in the midst of that flood of Masonic novelties which about the middle quarters of the 18th century swept over the continent of Europe and more especially the Kingdom of France. Pernalty was at first a Roman Catholic and a Benedictine monk. Having at the age of 49 obtained an official release from his vows, he removed from Paris to Berlin, where for a short time he served Frederick the Great as his librarian. Returning to Paris, he studied the mystical doctrines of Swedenborg and published a translation of one of his works. He then went to Avignon, where he founded a new rite, which, on its transfer to Montpellier, received the name of the Academy of True Masons. We may well suppose that he introduced much of the theosophic mysticism of the Swedish sage, in parts of which there is a very strong tendency to Rosicrucianism, or at least to the hermetic doctrine of the Rosicrucians. General Hitchcock, who was learned in mystical topics, wrote a book to prove that Swedenborg was a hermetic philosopher, and his arguments are not easily upset. But Pernalty was not a Swedenborgian only, he was a man of varied reading and had devoted his studies, among other branches of learning, to theology, philosophy, and the mathematical sciences. The taste for mystical theology, which led him to adopt the views of Swedenborg, would scarcely permit him to escape the still more appetizing study of the hermetic philosophers. Accordingly, we find him inventing other degrees, and among them, the Knight of the Sun, which in its original ritual, a mere condensation of Rosicrucian doctrines, especially as developed in the alchemical branch of Rosicrucianism. There is not in the wide compass of Masonic degrees one more emphatically Rosicrucian than this. 
the reference in its ritual to sylphs, one of the four elementary spirits of the Rosicrucians, to the seven angels which formed a part of the Rosicrucian hierarchy, the dialogue between Father Adam and Truth in which the doctrines of alchemy and the Kabbalah are discussed in the search of man for theosophic truth, and the adoption as its principal word of recognition of that which in Rosicrucian system was deemed the primal matter of all things. These are all sufficient to show the hermetic spirit governing the inventor of the degree. There have been many other degrees, most of which are now laid aside, whose very names openly indicate their hermetic origin, such as the hermetic knight, the adept of the eagle, the word adept being technically used to mean an expert Rosicrucian, the grand hermetic chancellor, and the philosophic Kabbalist. The list might be increased by 50 more at least, there have been whole rites prepared on the basis of the Rosicrucian or Hermetic philosophy, such as the rite of Philalethes, the Hermetic rite, and the rite of Illuminated Theosophists, invented in 1767 by Benedict Chartonnier, who united in it the notions of the Hermetic philosophy and the reflections of Swedenborg. Gadik tells us also in his Frere Merer lexicon of a so-called Masonic system which was introduced by the Marquis of Lernay to Berlin in 1758 the objects of which were the Hermetic Mystery and the Philosopher's Stone. But the Hermetic degree, which to the present day has exercised the greatest influence upon the higher grades of Freemasonry, is that of the Rose Croix. This name was given to it by the French. We must notice that in the French language no distinction has ever been made between Rosenkreutzer and Rose Croix. French writers have always translated the Rosenkreutzer of the German and the Rosicrucian of the English by their own words, Rose Croix and to this fact is due an error of some importance. The first that we hear in history of a Rosicrucian Freemasonry, under that name, is about the middle of the 18th century. The society to which we refer as known the Golden und Rosenkreuzer, or the Golden Rosenkreuzians. We find this title in a book published at Berlin in 1714 by Sigmund Richter, under the assumed name of Censerus Renatus and with the title of A True and Complete Pe Preparation of the Philosopher's Stone by the Order of the Golden Rosicrucians. This book contains the laws of the Brotherhood, which Findel thinks bear plain proof of Jesuitical think tinkering. Richter describes a society which, if founded on the old Rosicrucians, differed from them in its principles. Findel speaks of these Golden Rosicrucians as if originally formed on this work of Richter, and in the spirit of the Jesuits, to repress liberty of thought and the healthy growth of intellect. If shaped at that early period, the beginning of the 18th century, it is unlikely to have had a connection with Freemasonry. But the order, as an attachment to Freemasonry, was not really perfected until about the middle of the 18th century. Findel says that it was after 1756. The order had nine degrees, all having Latin names, viz. 1. Junior, 2. Theoreticus, 3. Practicus, 4. Philosophus, 5. Minor, 6. Major, 7. Adeptus, 8. Magister, 9. Magus. Based on the three primitive degrees of Freemasonry as giving a right to entrance, it boasted of coming from the ancient Rosicrucians, of having all their secrets, and of being the only body that could give a true explanation of the Masonic symbols, and it claimed, therefore, to be the fountainhead. There is no doubt that this brotherhood was a perfect example of the influence sought to be given about the middle of the 18th century to Freemasonry by the doctrines of Rosicrucianism. The effort failed, however, to make it a hermetic system. 
The Order of the Golden Rosicrucians, although for nearly half a century popular in Germany, and including many persons of high standing, at length began to decay and died about the end of the 18th century. Since then we hear no more of Rosicrucian Freemasonry, except what is preserved in degrees like that of the Knight of the Sun and a few others, still retained in the series of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite. We said that the translation of the word Rosicrucian by Rose Croix has been the source of an important error. This is the confusing of the French degree of Rose Croix, or Knight of the Eagle and Pelican, with Rosicrucianism, to which it has no relation. Dr. Oliver, speaking of this degree, says that the earliest notice that he finds of it is in the Fama Fraternatus, thus showing that he deemed it to be of Rosicrucian origin. The modern Rose Croix, the climax of the French Rite, and the 18th of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite, besides being in several other Masonic systems, has not in its construction a trace of Rosicrucianism, nor is there in any part of its ritual rightly understood the faintest allusion to the Hermetic philosophy. Such is the opinion of Brother Mackey. He speaks of the degree, of course, as it was originally. This has been somewhat changed. The French Freemasons, objecting to its sectarian character, changed it to what they have called the philosophic Rose Croix. Thus, they have given a hermetic meaning to the letters on the cross, an example that has elsewhere been followed. But the original Rose Croix, in the chapter established, so it is said in 1747 at Arras, France, was a purely Christian, if not a Roman Catholic degree. The leading symbols, the rose, cross, eagle, and pelican, its ceremonies, and even its words and signs of recognition refer to Jesus Christ, the expounder of the new law to take the place of the old law that ceased to operate when the veil of the temple was rent. The Rose Croix, in its pure ritual, was an attempt to apply the rites, symbols, and legends of the foundation degrees of ancient craft Freemasonry to the last and greatest dispensation, to add to the first Temple of Solomon and the second of Zerubbabel a third, the one to which Christ alluded when he said, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. A saying wholly beyond the ignorant people standing around him at the time, but the meaning of which is perfectly clear to the Rose Croix Freemason, who consults the original ritual of his degree. In all this there is nothing exclusively alchemical, hermetic, or Rosicrucian, and Brother Mackey says it is a great error to suppose that there is anything but Christian philosophy in the degree as originally invented. The name of the degree has undoubtedly led to the confusion in its history. But in fact, the words Rosicrucius, common both to the old Rosicrucian philosophers and to the modern Rosecroix Freemasons, had in each a different meaning, and some have supposed a different source. The title has by many writers been thought to allude to the Ross or Dew, which was deemed by the alchemist to be a powerful solvent of gold, and to Crux, the cross, which was the chemical character representing light. Moshheim says, quote, The title of Rosicrucians evidently denotes the chemical philosophers and those who blended the doctrines of religion with the secrets of chemistry. The denomination itself is drawn from the science of chemistry, and they only who are acquainted with the peculiar language of the chemists can understand its true signification and energy. It is not compounded, as many imagine, of the two words Rosa and Cruz, which signify rose and cross, but of the latter of these words, and the Latin word ros, which signifies dew. Of all natural bodies, dew is the most powerful solvent of gold. The cross, in the chemical style, is equivalent to light, because the figure of the cross exhibits at the same time the three Roman letters L, V, X, of which the word lux, that is light, is compounded. 
Now Lux is called by this sect the seed or menstruum of the red dragon, or in other words, that gross and corporeal, when properly digested and modified, produces gold. End quote. Notwithstanding that this able historian has declared that, quote, all other explications of this term are false and chimerical, end quote, others more learned perhaps than he in this especial subject have differed from him in opinion and traced the title to Rosa, not to Ross. There is certainly a controversy about the source of Rosicrucianism as applied to the Hermetic philosophers, but there is none whatever in reference to that of the Masonic Rose Croix. Everyone admits, because the fact is forced upon him by the ritual and the spirit of the degree, that the title comes from Rose and Cross, and that Rose signifies Christ and Cross the means of his death. In the Masonic degree, Rose Croix signifies Christ on the Cross, a meaning that is carried out by the jewel, but one which is never attached to the Rose and Cross of the Rosicrucians, where Rose most probably was the symbol of secrecy, and the Cross may have had either a Christian or a chemical application probably the latter. Again, we see in the four leading symbols of the Rose Croix degree, as understood in the early rituals, at least in their spirit, the same Christian meaning, entirely free from Rosicrucianism. These symbols are the eagle, pelican, rose, and cross, all combined to form the beautiful and expressive jewel of the degree. Thus the writer of the book of Exodus, referring to the belief that the eagle assists its feeble young in their first flights by bearing them on its wings, represents Jehovah as saying, Ye have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Accepting this idea, the Rose Quarry Freemasons took the eagle as a symbol of Christ in his divine character, bearing the children of his adoption in their upward course, and teaching them with unequal tenderness to use their own wings and soar from the mire of earth to a holier sphere. Thus the eagle on the jewel is shown with outstretched wings as if ready for flight. The pelican, volning or wounding herself and in her piety, as the heralds call it, is, says Sloan Evans, a sacred emblem of great beauty and striking import, and the representation of it occurs not unfrequently among the ornaments of churches. The allusion to Christ as a Savior, shedding his blood for the sins of the world, is too evident to need explanation. The rose represents Christ in one passage of Scripture, where he is called the Rose of Sharon, but the flower was always accepted in the church as one of his symbols. The fact that in the jewel of the rose croix the blood-red rose appears attached to the center of the cross, as though crucified upon it, requires no special understanding of the science of symbolism to discover its meaning. The cross, it is true, was a very old symbol of eternal life, especially among the Egyptians, but since the crucifixion it has been adopted by Christians as an emblem of him who suffered upon it. The cross, says Didron, Quote, is more than a mere figure of Christ. It is, in iconography, either Christ himself or his symbol. End quote. As such, it is used in the Freemasonry of the Rose Croix. Evidently, the Rose Croix was, at the beginning, a purely Christian degree. There was no intention of its founders to borrow for its construction anything from occult philosophy, but simply to express in its symbols a Christian sentiment. While Rosicrucianism had no concern with Freemasonry in the 17th century, Yet in the succeeding century, under various influences, especially perhaps the spread of the mystical doctrines of Swedenborg, a hermetic or Rosicrucian element was put into some of the degrees. But that element went no farther. It never affected the whole Masonic system. Let us now sum up the situation by submitting some opinions of Masonic students. 
Mackey says that from the beginning of the 19th century, Rosicrucianism has been dead to Freemasonry. Albert Pike said in a letter to Robert F. Gould, It is very certain that, at an early day, there were in England, as well as on this continent, some men, perhaps many, who devoted their time to the study of that religious philosophy known by the different names of Hermeticism, Rosicrucianism, and Alchemy. The last being only pretendedly the science of practical alchemy, but using the terms of science to conceal the Rosicrucian and Hermetic dogma. Several of the symbols used by these philosophers to express their doctrines are now in the keeping of Freemasonry, notably the compasses and the square. Many things combine to prove that the symbols had other meanings for the few than those which they had for the many. The attractions which the degrees had for men of high rank, the preface to the book of long livers, the real meaning of the substitute for the master's word, the sun, moon, and master of the lodge as its lights, the 47th problem, which is not a symbol of any moral truth, and the expression in the Regius manuscript that geometry took the name of masonry. These are strengthened by the traditional connection of Pythagoras with masonry, and by the charge to keep the secrets of the chamber. I think that the philosophers becoming Freemasons introduced into masonry its symbolism, secret except among themselves, in the Middle Ages, and not after the decline of operative masonry began. I find in the blue degrees certain symbols that were used a hundred years or more by the Hermetic writers before the so-called revival of Freemasonry in England. And that ends that quote. There are also the papers, Freemasonry and Hermeticism by Brother A.F.A. Woodford, and Rosicrucians, Their History and Aims by Brother W. Wynne Westcott. See Ars Quator Coronatum, 1, 28, and 7, 36. Brother Woodford adds to those mentioned by Brother Pike the following emblems, the rule and plum rule, the perfect ashlar, the two pillars, the circle within the parallel lines, the point within a circle, and the sacred delta, the pentalpha, or five-pointed star, with which Pythagoras is asserted to have taken from Egypt to Cretona and adopted as the mystic symbol of his fraternity. Lastly, there is the hexapha, or hexalpha, otherwise called Solomon's seal, or the shield of David. This was the great symbol of Hermeticism, and besides being a high Masonic emblem, was also a Masonic mark, used all over the East in medieval times, as well as a mystical, tribal, and religious mark. See also the report of the historian, Brother Osian H. Lang, Proceedings, 1918, page 283, Grand Lodge, New York, for list of symbols and their place in the Masonic and Rosicrucian systems. Brother Lang says, page 293, an organized fraternity of the Rosy Cross probably never existed outside of books. An opinion akin to that of Brother E.L. Hawkins, Concise Cyclopedia, page 202. But it appears to be extremely doubtful whether there ever was any organized society of Rosicrucians, either in England or on the continent at that time. 1641 and 1646, when Sir Robert Moray and Ashmole were initially initiated, or before it. Another view is that of Brother Woodford, Cyclopedia, page 584, Quote, that a Rosicrucian, Hermetic, Alchemical, Astrological, Magical Association existed toward the middle and the end of the 17th century, we think is pretty certain. And though we may give up Christian Rosencruz's personal reality and the legend of the order, we need not, it appears to us, doubt the existence of a brotherhood of the Rosy Cross. But having said this, we repudiate any actual connection as between it and Freemasonry, except the condition of secrecy, perhaps, and mysterious symbolism." Quote. 
The reader may also consult to advantage The Real History of the Rosicrucians by Brother A.E. Waite, who criticizes with vigor the work of Brother Hargrave Jennings, The Rosicrucians, Their Rights and Mysteries. The position of Brother Waite may be briefly put in his own words, page 403, quote, that there is no traceable connection between Masonry and Rosicrucianism. Among these conflicting opinions, it is well to remember that the rise of the same emblems is by no means a sure sign that Freemasonry took that from them or gave them to Rosicrucianism. Again, the very existence of a society of the Rosicrucians in the 17th century is doubted, but that is not the case with the Masonic Order. And that ends chapter 36. Thanks again for listening. Hope I didn't uh, throw you off by stumbling on some of those words there, but have a great day, evening, morning, whatever it is for you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.